The Blockbusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blockbusters Podcast. Welcome to episode 73 of the Blockbuster Podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And today we will be talking about Ghostbusters, the 2016 version. Otherwise known as Ghostbusters Answer the Call, but only... Really? only Answer the Call, huh? Yeah, only after the credits. Oh, yeah. at the beginning of the credits you see that. That was the source of going title for are it? They, are they going to rename this Live, Die, Repeat when it comes out on <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. okay. which, which kind of actually is suitable for this. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so, usual spiel out of the way. Do find us on Twitter at Blokebusters, Facebook.com Blokebusters, we're on Instagram at Blokebusters, I promise I'll try and get better at that. We have an email, blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com, so no S at the end of Blokebusters there. And we have a website, blokebusters.webs.com, and, you know, it, it's our little place on the net. <laughs> <laughs> it's our existence. We're yes. there. Alright, so... So, so, so. Yes. <laughs> so, so, wait, is that your review? Your no. official review? <laughs> no, I, I'm genuinely okay. interested to get into this one. Yeah, because me too. I, yeah. As... As you were probably aware, neither of us talk about the film yeah, ahead of time. Yeah, and new listeners, yes, we do not uh, really go over um, anything at all with each other before we start recording. So Yes, and some might say that's incredibly obvious. And, uh, <laughs> and maybe keeps, we should do some more planning. Keeps it authentic, <laughs> uh, I say. Um, yeah, and then, of course, as always, if you're a new listener, everything is a spoiler cast. So yeah. if you have not seen the film and wish to do so... Do so. <laughs> yes. And then listen to us. Yes, because I'm not sure there's going to be much we can talk about this film that won't be some form of spoiler or Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so, directed by Paul Feig, who's been doing a lot of these sort of comedy-type things in the last few years. Mm-hmm. A budget of $144 million. That is the reported budget. Obviously, there might be more than that. Mm-hmm. We don't know. And the box office, as of 10 days from release... $122 million, $856,739. So, not quite made it up yet. And I do but believe it... will be a success by the time VOD rolls out. Probably, yeah. 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 And I am liking that even though something could be a box office failure, mm-hmm. studios are now realizing that mm-hmm. yeah, the on-demand and the DVD sales are just as important. Yeah, the back point. end of things, yeah. You yeah. make... A lot, a lot of times even more. So. Yes, yeah, so I have a theory as to why this doesn't seem to be doing that well. Now, when I say it's not doing that well, it is on track to beat at least Ghostbusters 2. So. Yeah, <laughs> which, you know, <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 was... I know it has its fans. And yeah. I, I'll watch them in a companion situation, but yeah. I rarely am going to just pop on Ghostbusters 2, let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I think for me, Ghostbusters 2 is one of those ones that, if it's on TV, I'll watch it, but I won't seek it out, as opposed to Ghostbusters, mm. the original they, one, which, yes, uh, they, that one. They started to lose me with the dancing toaster, then completely lost me with the movable Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> Although... Given who is in it and who wrote it, like, come on. <laughs> I know, yeah, alright. Okay. <laughs> Down for a giant marshmallow man, not for a set. Exactly. <laughs> Those are my guidelines, okay? Yeah. Complete fantasy, that's all yes. you require. I will buy a 50 story tall marshmallow uh, ghost, but yes. damn Statue of Liberty, stay, stay in the harbor. Alright, so. Why don't you let us know what this film was about, then? What was it about? It was um, some busting of ghosts, I think. Some busting of ghosts. <laughs> yes. Right. What is uh, the definition of busting in this Busting. <laughs> um, capturing, I guess? Uh, uh, following a ghost. Of, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I don't they, know. There isn't a whole lot of Yeah, they seem to neutralize yeah. more than anything else. Yeah. 
So following a ghost invasion of Manhattan, paranormal enthusiast Aaron Gilbert and Abby Yates, that would be Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig. Uh, uh, not did not in that right? order. Not in that right. Yeah, yeah, Abby is, yeah, switch it, reverse it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nuclear engineer Jillian Holtzman and subway worker Patty Tolan band together to stop the otherworldly threat. Along with occasional help from Kevin Beckman. I would say. Yes. <laughs> and help is a very loose definition loose of the definition, term. Yeah. <laughs> and more, more on that a bit later. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. So, obviously the first thing you need to address when it comes to this is the fact that everyone hated the idea of rebooting, basically, Ghostbusters. Or trying to continue on with Ghostbusters. So, I heard stories that this was going to be a new chapter of Ghostbusters following on from the previous films and then once it came out and some people saw it I then heard that this exists in a world where the original film never happened Mm -hmm. and I wasn't 100% on board with that to be honest well that's I mean we're getting to one of my points I wanted to make was that the trailers seem to which uh, some of the worst editing of trailers I've seen uh, for I'll these agree. films, um, the the trailers didn't know how, or they didn't know how to market this film at all. No, um, it's because they were trying to tie it to that world. Sort of. I mean, I think one of them wasn't it like twenty years ago that blah 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 happened. And yeah, specifically, yeah. yeah so they so in there they draw parallels. Yeah, that this has happened. And in case no one actually noticed it, the original tra- trailer that came out, or the the mm-hmm. first proper trailer that came out said blah 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 years ago four scientists came together mm. to save New York and then yeah, after after suitable internet backlash the next trailer came out saying four friends came together to save New York <laughs> because uh, the uh, what was his name uh, Ernie Hudson character wasn't a scientist <laughs> that was the yes that's yes. what we should be bitching about internet yes and um Yes, more parallels may be coming a little bit later for that. But anyway, carrying on. Mm. Um, I genuinely didn't know what to think going into this because, as you say, the trailers were kind of everywhere. Yeah, (laughs) all over the map. And then going into it, I heard good things, and but I also heard that what might happen is if you go in expecting to hate it, you'll hate it. Mm. If you go in just looking for a good time you'll probably have a good time so similar to our last review of independence day if you temper your expectations i think you'll have a good time yeah although i would i mean not to get too far ahead i I would say i enjoyed this a lot more than i did independence day (laughs) resurgence but uh, (laughs) all right so where should i think we should probably start with the four main characters then absolutely Mm -hmm. so we have Melissa McCarthy as Dr. Abby Yates. We have Kirsten Wig as Dr. Aaron Gilbert. We have Kate McKinnon as Dr. Julian Holtzman. And that's with a Z in there. And then Leslie Jones as Patty Tolan. Now, if you remember the original film, there were three people who were scientists, or at least doctors. Mm-hmm. And then they had this one guy that turned up about uh, 25 minutes into the film saying, Hey, I saw this <laughs> advert. Yeah. And then in this film, you have the three scientists who get together doing something. And then about 25 minutes into the film, you have this woman that turns up saying, hey, I saw a ghost. And also, not to put too fine a point on it, (laughs) the person that turns up 25 minutes into the film (laughs) is of a different ethnicity to the other three. (laughs) And as much as I appreciate, like, maybe there are trying to be like oh look it's like the original film or something mm-hmm. it's like um did you do that on purpose like was <laughs> it had to be done i mean that yeah. can't be lost on uh yeah. paul feig or anyone else involved yeah and of course there is a bit of a callback later in the film as well there are cameos we'll cover that in a bit but it was a little weird when i saw it now like because now that you have like the whitewashing of Hollywood and all that, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden she's sort of the token black woman in the film, <laughs> as it were. I mean, she isn't. She plays a major role and all that. But, yeah. But and when she turns up, it's like, oh, we've got the sassy black woman now. Like that. Mm-hmm. That seemed to be her role until she becomes a great part of the group. Yeah, I did like a lot of the decisions, but that was one where I thought it was just 
too close to like <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I would have loved to see her as one of the other characters. I think yeah. maybe the even the Melissa McCarthy character or something. I don't know, but completely switch it around. But yeah, I I think she would have done well with Melissa McCarthy. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I can see you know you needed the sassy person to be the New York subway worker mm-hmm. type thing like that. I can kind of see that, but also. And obviously, we're reading something into it that isn't there. But the three white women being the scientists, and then the black woman being a New York subway worker. <laughs> yeah, at a, uh, a very blue collar yeah. job. Um, but yeah. Uh, I mean, like, like I said, we're actually just reading something that was never actually intended. That's just because they needed these characters to fit the certain types, yeah. and that's how it worked out. But still. <laughs> yeah. And. We'll get to the funny here in a bit, but yeah, just uh, <laughs> what Leslie had to go through on Twitter was just awful. So hashtag love for Leslie J. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I mean, that, she is funny as are all the women in this movie. Yeah, um, absolutely hilarious. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where you know I fully endorse the fact that say uh, Ghost in the Shell, the film is coming out, and Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. is playing the main character who is Japanese. But anyway. I fully endorse having the discussion and being on one side of the fence or the other, but actively attacking someone on social media is not the way to go about anything like this. So, yeah, don't go attack Scarlett Johansson for being the character because that was the casting director, that was the director, that was all of them. Don't attack Leslie Jones for being in this because, again, that's it's not... Her fault that she was chosen to play the role. <laughs> and she... nails this role. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, moving on. Yes, I guess um, social media run over? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. The, the other main character, as it were, in this being Chris Hemsworth as mm-hmm. Kevin Beckman. The second best character in the film for me. <laughs> I would okay. Um, I'm interested to see your. I would say probably yeah, second favorite for me okay. as well. All right, um, <laughs> because mm-hmm. I love it when you see someone who is so clearly having fun. Like mm-hmm. there is no way he wasn't rolling outside of takes and even in yeah. takes probably mm-hmm. <laughs> from doing this character. He is playing someone with an IQ of about twenty. <laughs> and, um, I mean, we're talking like Forrest Gump would uh, be ashamed to yeah, that, <laughs> hang around. Like, there is a point where he is trying to answer a phone and he's saying, I can't answer it, it's in the fish tank. And he's like, no, <laughs> Not the one funny. in front of you. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, think, oh, I don't know if I'm getting this live right, but one of my favorites is just a call and like someone just yelling at him immediately and he just makes a face ugh, face and hangs up I was not into that conversation <laughs> oh I wish I could do that at work at least once <laughs> yeah it, it it was so much fun to see him doing this like I, I think yeah and I love the obvious see that's the one of the decisions I was talking about where I actually loved you know the pretty much you know the Annie Potts character yeah from the original but make it this Just, you know meathead stupid meathead yeah um, Lovable me, <laughs> but yes, but just especially be, by Doctor Aaron Gilbert. Yeah, <laughs> but just to be, um, I mean, I, I've heard some people saying, "Well, he wasn't a fleshed out character, or you know, he had no metamorphosis or anything." That's the whole point: is that women have been doing those roles forever, yeah. <laughs> and they're one dimensional and just there for eye candy. And I yeah. love that that was his role. Yeah, and, a very good role reversal, as it were. Mm-hmm. Like, just see. Rather than the the producers, for instence, the Billy Tucker Bloom person in the producers, now it's this guy who is just a complete idiot and clearly only hired because they want someone to look at. <laughs> Absolutely, and, uh, and yeah, and one of my favorite actual things in this film is there was one point where he said which one of these makes me look more like a doctor and it's 
playing the saxophone <laughs> or listening to the saxophone. And that, holding the saxophone. Yeah, holding the saxophone to his ear. Now, that was a fantastic joke. Did you notice during the credits they had more pictures of him? Yes. One of them is him shirtless with a stethoscope. <laughs> so that means that one, he thought, nope, that one doesn't make me look yeah, like a doctor. Yeah, the one yeah. where he looked most like a doctor. It's like, no, nah, that doesn't make me look like no, a doctor. No, no, no. That, uh, saxophone, right? Possibly oh the best callback in the entire film. <laughs> yes, and it's in the credits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he. I mean, there were plenty of great lines to go around, but he did get a, a lot of them. Um, I yeah. wish I had seen the film again, um, just to kind of just to refresh on some of those. Yeah. Um, but you know, we can say here repeat all day. That that's not good podcasting. But no, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, who was your favorite? The character then. I'm interested to see if it would be mine as well. Uh, I can only imagine it is, and it has to be Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon <laughs> nails that. Oh my god! I thought I was going into this like I knew uh, Melissa McCarthy can be hit and miss. I know uh, the boss. Uh, I mean, I yeah. didn't even see that, but I, I didn't need to. I haven't seen that um, one. I've seen her in the Identity Thief, and she mm-hmm. was all right in that. Mm-hmm. Tammy was okay, like more playing to type yeah, that one. Uh-huh. Uh, and Spy, she Spy was, she was really utterly good. fantastic in yeah. Spy. <laughs> and so I knew, like, okay, I'm like, I'll probably like her in this. And then I was going into this thinking, okay, Kristen Wiig's going to be my favorite in this just because I love Kristen Wiig and I love her yeah. comedy and her sensibility <laughs> yeah. and how she can deadpan so well and, <laughs> you know, have these horrible things happen to her and just play it perfectly like the slime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kate McKinnon stole the show. Yeah. Uh, she was absolutely the best part of this movie. Now, I I had to write it down. The very first thing that I thought of when I was watching it, and I had to write it down, it's one of only two notes I made, really, when I was uh, like f- making sure I wrote something down, is that at the point in the film when the ghosts are all there and they're fighting them, when she pulled out the two guns and started using them, that was almost a Pacific Rim moment for me. Like, was, <laughs> like oh I, shit! Yeah. I, like, I, I got the chill. They brought back the original Ghostbusters theme just mm-hmm. enough in that mm-hmm. moment, and like, yeah. it was oh, it was like I was eight years old watching cartoons again. Like it was, mm-hmm. a, it was such a cool moment. It only lasted about twenty five seconds, but like it was that was that moment is my favorite bit in the film by far. Like, yeah, just, she is such uh, just a fascinating interesting and hilarious character yeah Uh, and definitely supposed to be Egon yeah I I was gonna say earlier like uh, I I thought another thing this movie did well was that they didn't I mean it's not easy just to match up all the characters the characters are their own yeah characters like you can't say that is definitely Vankman that is you know um, go on but she was, yeah, obviously closest to Egon. Yeah, yeah. closest to Egon there. But yeah, she, she was definitely yeah. Egon with a bit of a screw loose. And it was so much fun mm. to see. Yeah. Yeah, it, mm. I kind of hope they make another one just because I want to see her again. Oh, they definitely are. <laughs> yeah. Think, yeah. Um, yeah, I need to see more of her in this role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it really was fun to watch. I mean, it, you don't often see an unhinged character as a major character in a film and it works like sometimes you'll you'll see someone who is clearly was written unhinged for comedy and it doesn't work but she was just the right amount of she knows what she's doing yeah confident in who she is yeah, yeah but is it, unstable scary. yeah <laughs> as uh most of Carthy's, uh, Abby points out a few times yeah she silly frightened me or something yeah. so I don't know what to, yeah, oh, no, it, it lines was, like that it was uh, uh, Patty oh, so like because yeah. she's saying like yeah you just take that hand just do your thing just start saying little dance like you genuinely scare me you know <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, I, th- I do think it was a physical comedy she brought to it like just the the, the little yeah, like, sort of great yeah just get it yeah <laughs> yeah she just oh yeah she has this presence it's just amazing uh, yeah <laughs> love her I want to see her see it again just for that yeah <laughs> just for her performance um, right. and speaking of scary or did you have a place you wanted to go to well no, the, the only uh, there were two things I wanted to really kind of try and think about here and that would be either 
you want to cover any of the cameos, or do you want to get into the actual ghosts in this one? Uh, I... Let's do ghosts, for, and then we'll get to the cameos, because I, I want to tie that into something else. Yeah, a okay, later. that's um, fine. So, yeah. obviously, you know, graphics are better now, so... Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the ghosts are a little more visually stunning, shall we say. How do you think they worked in this case? And I will also point out, there are several points in the trailer that aren't in the film at all not even in the credits like th- there were some bits in the trailer where you saw the underground and there was you know just a sea of ghosts just turning mm-hmm. around like that wasn't in it at all yeah. <laughs> uh, there were a couple of other either ghost moments or just lines I think the the hotel manager is like you know well I think it's far too dangerous for anyone else but you guys will be alright that wasn't in there at all either <laughs> and I kind of appreciated that uh-huh. So I I like that they had bits that were just for the trailer, which you know that's always my problem with trailers is they show too much. So I prefer yeah. they show something specifically. Yeah. yeah, but the ghosts in this I thought were obviously they were very well polished, mm-hmm. and most of the ghosts were great. But I didn't feel as though they were that menacing even though they they, really? were, they were supposed See, to I, look like it I thought like because I was just trying to picture myself because when I saw it I, there were some young kids going going into the theater and <laughs> thinking oh my god I would have nightmares <laughs> like the electrocuted okay. guy was terrifying well, I the, thought <laughs> the, the electrocuted guy I thought was relatively tame the one I thought you were about to say uh, was of course right at the end with the Ghostbusters logo ghost oh, when he yeah. gets burnt Oh, okay. That one yeah. I, I can I can agree mm-hmm. with, but I mean I'm thinking of they didn't actually show the ghosts doing any form of real terrifying other than there's the very first one who you don't see the ghost terrifying him, he's just like scared of the situation in general. And then at the end you've got the guy very quick plot thing here that the guy who's making these machines that make ghosts more prevalent and then he's doing it to break through to something he dies specifically to make sure he'll come back and lead them he takes over Chris Hemsworth's body at that point that's the most active any ghost is in this entire film <laughs> he, he's the only one yeah, that actually does the, the background there, yeah, there isn't a whole yeah. lot of at, like this title might lead you to believe there's not a whole lot of ghost busting yes. <laughs> um, and, and yet so in the original one you see, like, obviously you get the whole mm-hmm. thing of, you know, they keep getting phone calls and like, oh, they, they have to go and deal with this one, they have to go and deal with this one, they have to go and deal with this one. In this one, there's maybe two phone calls they get that, <laughs> that you actually hear about, mm-hmm. and they only actually go to two places, I think, <laughs> before anything kicks off. It, it was a little like, c- can you show me more of the ghost doing something <laughs> here? You, you yeah. own, we only got to see the ghost interacting with the Ghostbusters with the exception of the first two. Because yeah, obviously the, fir- the first one's like, oh, here's what the ghosts are like now. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was, this is why Patty gets with the Ghostbusters. So, and then the rest mm-hmm. of it is strictly interacting with the Ghostbusters. That's it. <laughs> so it was, yeah, they do take yeah, like, uh, a backseat. And then... Yeah, I was good on Slimer. I don't need... Like, I knew he was going to be... Because of the trailers, you know, going to be in there. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah, Slimer was played out in the first yeah. movie. So, I don't know. We don't need him, right. you know, doing his thing well, that, again. I, I but, do appreciate that, once again, mm-hmm. Slimer is not named. He's not yeah. named in the first film. Uh-huh. He's not named in this film. Yeah. They are just like, you know, what, what is that? Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> And absolutely no explanation as to why he is very different to every other ghost. Yeah, why he's just a blob. Yeah. And where <laughs> Mrs. Slimer came blob. from. Yeah, Mrs. Pac-Man Slimer. Which, which, the second I saw her, I was like, oh, that's Peg Bundy? Is, mm-hmm. that, is that what they were going for there? It's supposed to be, I guess, an homage to Jim Belushi in Animal House. Uh, he rides off at the end of that with a, um, a blonde. Uh, okay, yep. Yeah. In that case, I've that's something I didn't fully get then mm-hmm. because I do know that they all said on the Saturday original Ghostbusters mm-hmm. that Slimer was basically the ghost of John Belushi. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. And, and did I say Jim? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jim Bel- that would be the brother, right? Yeah, yeah, that would be the, uh, yeah. 
the, the less funny. Yeah. <laughs> if we can be honest there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or so John, at the very least, apologies. less iconically. Less funny. iconic. Yes, he is the Kevin Farley. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kevin Farley. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And it, but as I said, the ghost looked really good. Yeah, and... they, yeah. I wrote that down as one of my notes. The the special effects I thought looked fantastic. Yeah, re- really well done. And even though the cinema I saw them in, I felt as though the screen might not have been one hundred percent in focus. Possibly mm. like ninety five percent, just a Ooh, little on the blurry side. Yeah, but yeah, even with that, it was mm. still still looked really good. And to kind of segue a little bit I had possibly the strangest cinema experience I've ever had actually Ooh. watching this one we got yeah. all cinema experience well, here yes yeah, right? so, sort of because mm. so we went in and yeah, this is the weekend after it came out so yeah we go to a cinema there are three screens there's one of them showing the 3D one and then there's two showing the regular mm. one and we just missed one because we went to get something to eat and we waited a little too long in there, and so we yeah. were stuck around. So we just went to one that was an hour later, and it is you'll you'll know you might know where it is. It was screen six at the rave, which you go in, you go left, you go right. The one right at the end. There's only one door. Mm-hmm. There's a relatively small yeah. screen. We sat two chairs down from someone who should have, I would guess, was about eighty, and his wife. There was someone behind us who was probably in their 50s. There were some kids further down ahead of us. There were people that wouldn't shut up about two rows ahead and five seats down. And then there was a kind of giggly person who was like, oh, that was very funny every time there was a joke. <laughs> a little bit behind <laughs> us. The word, just laugh like a normal person. Yeah. Oh, I cannot stand that funny. And then that that. the previews were louder than the film. Really? Yeah. It, it was as if it had kind of muted every little bit. I was even it's wearing like my hearing aids. <laughs> yeah. It was like I was wearing my hearing aids, and I was thinking it was a bit quiet. And then Jamie said, doesn't it seem a bit quiet? Like, during the, you know, the pre-show, and then the first trailer started, and it was still a bit quiet. And then the next one came, and it was a lot louder. And then the next one came, and it was a little quieter again. That was a bit weird. And then the film started, and like, okay, not... Not super quiet, but quieter mm. than I would have thought. Yeah, you shouldn't be straining to hear it yeah. the film in, a, in the theater. And, and I will say that there might have been a couple of lines where I had a bit of trouble hearing what they were saying. But all in all, I was able to hear it all. So I, I wasn't too diminished by that. But it was just mm-hmm. very strange that it was that quiet with a really weird audience. <laughs> just an odd mix. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, there was laughter where there should have been laughter, but aside from that... Oh, there were people that wouldn't show up at... It's, uh, oh, yeah, crazy. it was like yeah. every five minutes you could just hear them say something. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's clearly quiet. Would you mind not doing yeah, that? Yeah, just have... yeah. If you must, do it during a loud action scene. Yeah. Um, but I prefer you shut up altogether. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. This uh, isn't your living room, <laughs> idiot. All right. Uh, yeah, so yeah, back to the ghost. Yeah, just finishing up on the ghost there. Yeah. Um, some of the cameos, I think, were longer than the ghosts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> film, yes, they were. The nice maybe segue into them. Yeah. So, um, all right. Yeah. So, how about do you want to do them in the order they turn up, or do you want to just like just start going through? Just wherever. Yeah. All right. So, so I would say yeah. the well, we'll start with the first one that came mm-hmm. up because that's probably the one that most people mm-hmm. were looking for, which is Bill Murray mm-hmm. as Martin Heiss. He and, and again, as we said, as I said at the beginning, this universe is set where the original film yeah. never happened. So those people never existed. At least my, as far as we yeah. know. So every single cameo by an original cast member is playing someone that isn't the original character. So, so, so yeah, to me, that is like, what is the point of these cameos then? Yeah, the, if they aren't reprising their roles, or at least nodding to those roles. I don't well get because that that's I mean this, the cameos tie into a point I wanted to make later was that the identity of this film mm-hmm. didn't know what it wanted to be yeah um, it's still trying to pay homage or so, I mean there are Easter eggs like every ten or fifteen minutes in this movie yes whether it's a cameo <laughs> or scenery or 
what have you, the the firehouse, you know. Yeah. Um, that was a great mystery. Yeah. I did enjoy yeah. that. Yeah, I'm glad that they did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go to hell. <laughs> or was it? Or, yeah. Yeah. They, they, the rent. Yeah, they, they, go, they go to the original firehouse, <laughs> and so... McCarthy and McKinnon are running mm. around like, look at this, this would be great, yeah. Mm. And so Christian Wiggs says, so how much is this? Well, it's 2100 a month. Go to hell. <laughs> go to hell. <laughs> and so they then go to a garage, which is, well, to a Chinese restaurant, and they're above yeah. the Chinese restaurant, and yeah. with, with an interesting running joke in that, which is never fully resolved, and I can't, I can't oh, like yes, that. The, the wontons? Or yeah, the, the wontons. <laughs> and the, the delivery time. Yes, yeah. the fact that it, it takes an hour for her to get one time at the lab, and then it's an hour to go up a flight of stairs. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yes, uh, but but back to yeah the, so, the identity like so yeah so there are all of these constant nods to the original film or the second you know the the first two whatever you want to put yeah. them together, uh, and then you know they did at other times a really great part of separating themselves. Yeah, um, so. But these, like, you're constantly reminded, like I said, 10 or 15 minutes, there's they're one of these cameos. Um, and I don't know how you, we, I know we're just starting to get to Bill Murray. I thought he, his was the worst of the cameos. It, it uh, was, however. He, he got, there was, I mean, he didn't get to showcase his talents at all in this role. No, he didn't. Uh, he was just a waste of Bill Murray, which sucks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> quite uh, frankly, th- there is. There's two things I want to say. Number one, of course he dies. Like you know, if you see in Zombieland, like yeah, of course he's the one that dies. Mm-hmm. And then spoiler for Zombieland, and <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. the best yeah. uh, cameo I think. Yeah, a, the best a, Bill a Murray film. cameo. Yeah. Uh, and then the second thing I will say, you were saying like. You know, there's no real connection. I enjoyed that he was playing the exact opposite of his character from Ghostbusters. Because mm-hmm. obviously his character in Ghostbusters, he's playing a psychic on TV and doing all this stuff. And then in this one, he is a debunker. He's basically uh, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, but for <laughs> debunking myths. Like he, he's, he is the guy that everyone goes to and says, like, is this real? And of course... And I did like his on TV. It's like, okay, so here's this guy. And it went so long without showing you that it was obvious who it was going to be straight yeah. out. And then they do just say, okay, so these Ghostbusters, you're aware of them? Yes, I'm aware of them. Are they real? No. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, thank you. And then mm-hmm. you see him later and he ends up dying. And I understand that it was, what was it? Was it a PG-13? Was that what they went for? Yes. Uh, something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in case you're not in America, PG-13 is basically PG uh, in the UK. It's uh, just parental guidance and a little it, more sexual humor or yeah, like <laughs> or uh, violence. A little more. Yeah, cause they they can get away with a little bit more in a PG-13 than you can in a PG. But of course, that's why the 12A rating is this in, in English. Yes. But anyway. It is the worst thing to happen to films. Yes. <laughs> One of them. Whereas PG-13 rating. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of was annoyed that you didn't see the aftermath of his death. Like, it was it was yeah. all shot from waist up. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't see anything in the street. After, you couldn't even see the street. You just mm-hmm. saw the building behind the people as they were talking. Like, it was, I'd have liked... Maybe just a streak of something against the wall, like just <laughs> something that made it clear. Like, yes, yeah, so I would have loved to see your eight year old go ah in the theater. <laughs> That's yeah. awful. Right. Yeah, I mean, come on, there, there's some CD slash creepy stuff that happens in the original Ghostbusters. Yeah, like, you, mm-hmm. you could have got away with one thing because, yeah. Like, but yeah, so so anyway, yes, Bill Murray, unfortunate waste of Bill Murray's talent. Oh, absolutely. But I kind of appreciated the role they gave him, mm. given his original character. And then next one, of course, Dan Aykroyd. Another dumb one. I don't. Yeah, I mean, basically, he was only in there to say the line. <laughs> like that mm. was. Yeah. Although I did like that. Maybe there is a possibility that his character is actually the same guy, just based mm. on the line where. They're saying, like, you do know that there's ghosts flying around. It's like, oh, they're only level five spectral apparitions. And it's like, 
wait a second. <laughs> yeah. So you're just yeah an enthusiast? Yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, like, you know a bit too much about yeah. this. <laughs> I would have loved to see. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but the like another during that cameo to see the cab from the what was the first one with the ghost in the yeah. <laughs> to like pass him as he stopped. Yeah. Or, <laughs> that would have been nice. Or. Uh, like before he leaves, he looks in the mirror and the guy's a passenger now. <laughs> He's just like, where to? <laughs> but yeah. yes, he, his cameo was there specifically to say the line, mm-hmm. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Mm-hmm. And which then led into, I believe, a reprisal from the newer version of the song. I think that came back a little bit once he said mm-hmm. it. I'll say it now, not a fan of the new version mm, yeah I liked it's some right. of the different things that they did yeah with the original tune and like playing around with that but the actual new song the new version not a fan so, and it, did you enjoy the the bit towards the end where they had the piano start to play before it gets mad and it sounds yes. it almost sounded to me like they did the Jurassic Park do 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 yeah I did uh, enjoy that part um <laughs> Yeah, there was. I mean, I, I'm glad they got the the theme out of the way really early in the film. Yes, like, it, like you weren't waiting for that. No, like, and yeah, you it know, they, opens the film. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, so like okay, great. Like, yeah. here's the theme, and then we're gonna go do our kind of our own thing. But yeah, it's, yeah, it wasn't. I guess the best update. Um, I don't mm. know. Maybe I'll like it more in time, but I don't think so <laughs> I, mean, I, I saw in the credits I believe it was written by Ray Parker Jr. and Missy Elliott and performed by Fallout Boy a really a weird combination, combination. <laughs> it's like surely yeah. if it was written by Ray uh-huh. Parker Jr. and Missy Elliott wouldn't Missy Elliott say that's it? a hell of a triple bill I want to see yeah. that show <laughs> <laughs> who's uh, closing uh, yes yeah, so, okay um, uh, so next cameo then I guess since we did the other two mm-hmm. original we're going to have to go with Ernie Hudson comes Ernie in Hudson at the end great, yeah. as Uncle Bill Jenkins mm-hmm. and yeah I, I liked him I liked that one yeah <laughs> uh, I was on board for that one yeah, and especially like how he comes in and his entire cameo is basically him saying like, "Yeah, I, I gave you one of my hearses. I've only got one now. We've got five funerals. What, what are we gonna do?" It's like, wow, yeah, his character is completely out of touch with everything that's just happened. <laughs> yeah, he's very busy in that yeah. funeral home. I guess that he just yeah, doesn't he, have the time to turn he'd been, on the TV. He's been hidden the books the entire night. It's just mm. it was kind of kind of cool to see him in it. I was waiting for him to turn up and I almost thought they weren't going to have men mm-hmm. and then the second the next hearse comes up and before anyone gets out of the car and they're like oh that's her uncle's like okay there he is yep, I should have I'm like <laughs> I had the thought I should have seen this coming yeah. <laughs> I should have seen that Ernie Hudson was her uncle that she kept alluding to yeah, yeah. I mean, it almost seemed like the uncle was going to be a, a Maris type thing where you mm-hmm. never actually see mm-hmm. the person but uh, you know. yeah yeah, no. that that was a cool thing there. And, and who then, you got next? Well, there's two others. Okay. Um, I which probably go in order of uh, the number of lines because <laughs> I believe uh, Sigourney Weaver yeah. as Rebecca. Uh, what the hell was it? it was Gorin? Gorin? Mm. It's G O R I N. I don't know. I can't remember how she pronounces it. I think it's Gorin. Gorin. Yeah, Gorin. I, I would say Gorin. Gorin. Yeah. yeah. So she. <laughs> is the mentor of Kate McKinnon's character. And it was... <laughs> it led to one of the best lines by them as well. Like where She's just like, you know, this is all unstable. And then Kate McKinnon's just like, yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> it's very it unstable. <laughs> and yeah, it, it, was, it was nice to see that. And again, playing up the fact that none of the cameos, with the exception of the next one, have anything to do with what they were doing in the previous film. Like, she's not a violinist, she is a particle physicist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little random there, just to have Sigourney Weaver as a particle physicist. But, you know, I, I get the feeling that they probably just had a day or two to film most of these people, so they were like, mm. okay, what's the quickest way we can get these people in? And Sigourney Weaver, as far as I can tell, 
is pretty much up for anything when it comes to her previous roles. She's like, sure, I'll do it. Like, yeah, sure, so, yeah, I had a lot of uh, Sigourney Weaver that day because <laughs> my air conditioning was not working, so I spent the day at the cinema, yeah. uh, which is you know, great way to spend it. <laughs> yeah. Got some air conditioning in there and see some movies. So I had seen, prior to Ghostbusters, I saw Finding Dory. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so another fantastic Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Uh, the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, this would be a good drinking game. Drink every time they say Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Which is a lot in about a 10 minute period. Hi, 15 I, minutes. I'm Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. Weaver. Hello, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I'm like, okay, wow, a lot of Sigourney Weaver today. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, she was one of my favorite cameos, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think. I don't know the other name you got on, but I think it was probably my favorite. Well, the, the other one Is that it? I wrote down would be Annie Potts. Annie Potts, yes. <laughs> As oh, hotel Potts. desk clerk. <laughs> yeah, yes, the, the best. Of, of course, she was answering the phone. <laughs> uh-huh. And another and what, yeah. another one where it was obvious it was a cameo from the front. the that, line. Well, yeah. it was that, but also they walk up and mm-hmm. all you see is the back of the head. Uh-huh. And it's like, yeah, nobody else gets a reveal. There is no mm-hmm. reveal in this film that isn't a cameo. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was like, okay, who's this? Gonna, this is going to be her, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there it was. And the line was then, Brian? <laughs> uh, Paul, please take it. I, no. I don't want to steal it from no, you. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. No, I can't yeah. give it any justice. No, yeah. I, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's only uh, Annie Potts that can do that. Yeah. yeah. It. Yeah. It was... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, people, so... for putting you through that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. So obviously we went through the the cameos there, and he had some hits, he had some misses, and mm-hmm. all in all, I'd say they were good attempts, at least. Like all of them were good attempts, and mm-hmm. I appreciated what they were trying to do. You know who I missed. Well, I can only imagine it. Would, well, there's two people. I would have loved yeah. well, some Moranis and uh, Moranis in my life. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I fully appreciate the fact that he has officially retired. Yeah, and, he doesn't do anything. And he's yeah. not done the Daniel Day-Lewis thing of, okay, I'll come back out of retirement. Like, he, <laughs> he is done with acting. And I, I think so he's... So sad, he's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I can kind of appreciate it because after a certain point, if you have so many iconic roles, you're going to end up just doing yeah. repeats of that. Like, mm-hmm. he's either going to play someone who's like Dark Helmet, mm-hmm. or he's going to play someone who's like uh, Selinsky, mm-hmm. or he's going to play his character from the original Ghostbusters, and it's just like I I can understand why he would not want to do it, mm-hmm. and maybe they this would have been the role where they did have him be somewhat similar to the previous one, but yeah. yeah. So, or uh, barring a cameo, I would have also liked to have seen a character. Uh, for Kevin to interact with, you know his 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 Moranis, I yeah. guess you would say, you know that you know um, kind of love interest or something equally dumb. But I guess that's not the point of that, you know, just to have a no. dumb woman with him. Well, but, the, or, uh, the point of his character appears to be just to be eye candy for some. Eye candy, <laughs> and yes, and then for us, comedic relief, of yes. course. <laughs> Which I, I shouldn't even use that term because this film is all <laughs> yes. comedic yes. you need to say comedic relief on the from, comedy from the other comedy yes <laughs> that was happening yeah that's the other thing I wanted to get to the this film starts off I mean at a breakneck speed of jokes yeah uh, and I mean that's it, it loses a bit of that momentum um, nearing the second end of the second act or I would yeah. say um but they just are one after another. That's like what one of the reasons I want to go see it again because there's so much I forgot about that I know I was laughing. Um, but just the sheer volume and then quality, like yeah, I, there were some really funny jokes in this. There were. I, I I was gonna say the level that they seem to be going for jokes put me in mind of Airplane. That mm-hmm. is not to say I found it as funny as Airplane, mm-hmm. but that that constant just. Each line sort of builds to something. Like there's yeah. always something kind of going so, on, and there are slower points where they're mm-hmm. actually getting the 
plot across, but yeah. and of course, airplane doesn't need plot to come across. Mm. But, but Clue will always be the high bar, and I will use any excuse to bring up Clue. But yeah. <laughs> that is one where the jokes do not let up uh, at the speed and quality. No, uh, yes. it is yes. ninety minutes of one-liners. <laughs> yeah, and my, and my the part in Clue actually that made me laugh the hardest, and I've never been able to explain it, is the ending where which one? I uh, well that's, that's, <laughs> which what, one? that's what I was going to say the one ending where, and I think it's when you find out that the butler is the he yes, <laughs> yes the butler is the one that's actually orchestrating uh-huh. it and they're going around the fact that everyone actually ended up killing someone yeah. and then uh, Christopher Loy's character is like but who did I kill and then this person said like, oh, you had to kill this person. He just goes, oh, shot. Like, somebody did that line floored me. Not the uh, go-to, I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Well, that is a good line. Or, of course, you got the just uh, flames, flames on yeah. my face, flames. All right, we got to get out of the uh, clue yes, uh, yes, tangent here because we'll get lost in there. Yes. Yeah, so, uh. so back to go. Uh, one thing I will say, and from one of the trailers, you saw Melissa McCarthy punching a ghost, and there were so many people just saying, "Like, what? How, how could does you? That like, work? how did it work? What was it?" Yeah. And I felt that by having Kate McKinnon's character just be this person who is always tinkering, mm-hmm. always trying to come up with more stuff, like there's so many gadgets that she comes up with, that of course she would come up with this. With <laughs> a, uh, yeah, with a ghost punching glove yeah. and it's only used like what four mm. times like in, in total mm. as in four actual punches and I'm not even going to really go into the fact that even though it's motion activated there's one point where she is swinging her arm around and it's not going off but there we go like, so, I didn't mind that because that was at a point where it was you know, the getting towards the climax of everything and it was just like having that go off would have then just been I think one joke too many. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I, I did like the update on the gadgets um, and the trap uh, yeah. and the you know and the proton packs. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the it, first time they have to like wheel. <laughs> it's a it's its own entity. Yeah, <laughs> they have to bring this energy source, which, which is actually a great thing. Something that wasn't in the original. Like you never saw the development. They already oh, the, yeah, had they already them. had the tech. and yeah. whereas through the beginning of this film, you well, see them some cockroach. All right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you see them, or you see Kate McKinnon going like, "Okay, this is just getting annoying. How how can I retool this?" And then mm. she does, and then that's how you come up with the original proton pack mm. and all of that. So it was. It was cool, a cool update, and I appreciated what they were doing there. I really did like that. <laughs> um, were, were there any parts of the film that you felt didn't work? Uh, well, the one thing we haven't really talked about was the uh, the villain in this. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, was kind of different from those where there's actually a set human protagonist. Er, yeah. Sorry, antagonist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, mixing my words there. Yep. Um Whereas, you know, their films is just this uh, release of the supernatural, you know, that must be fought. Um, right. <laughs> like we've already said, too, kind of takes a backseat here. But yeah. the the creepy loner villain didn't really play too well for me. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously he, you know, he's, he's the one causing all of this, causing these rips in the dimensions yeah and and no specific reason given for how he knows to do all this Mm -hmm. or Uh, how he's able yeah to create these uh little portals or these machines that yeah cause them yeah he he just is able to do it and all that Uh, and he's is a self-proclaimed genius so maybe something happened to him and then that kind of yeah. sparked him off of it. But, you know, they, they don't go into it. And to be honest, they didn't really need to. Like, he, he was... This was a film where just to have a bad guy who is just... He's going to destroy New York and mm. end the world. Like, you know, that, that's kind of all this film needed. <laughs> Even though it would have been nice to actually get some real mm-hmm. backstory and stuff like that for it. Yeah, but uh, and I, the whole like yeah, his whole character motivation that he's you know 
shut out or whatever from saying this is 2016 weirdos are celebrated yeah. <laughs> so find your find your group they're out there yeah uh, well, just the internet that's a, yeah. you work in a hotel whatever weird thing you're into you can find a whole bunch of other people that are into it as well yes so. <laughs> yeah it, it it was a bit of a stretch and he he kind of felt to me a little bit like the curator from the second film the okay. one that, um, that you know, it's Vigo uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah. yeah of course uh, I should know the actor's name and I, I just Peter, can't uh, yeah it's Peter, Peter something uh, McNichol. Peter McNichol is that right something along that line yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, a great character actor and all that, but like, that's kind of the vibe I got from this guy. Yes. Yeah, like that character, if he was even more socially inept and just like withdrawn, that's kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, it could have been that's where the inspiration came from and all that. I don't know. <laughs> we didn't write the film. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was I, my favorite part of that second movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really weird coming out of this film because I didn't know what to expect going in, mm-hmm. and I came out definitely enjoying it more than I thought I was going to. And my wife even noted that she felt I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, and that she thought I was going to. So it it was fun. <laughs> yeah, they were. Um... I said I, I can't rip too hard on the plot because it's not like the first film had a ton of plot <laughs> going for it. There's yeah. these ghosts. Let's get rid of them. There we go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, some trouble from the environment, environmental protection agency, and uh, yeah. yeah, and away you go. Yeah. But, well, from, so, I mean, from someone who is actually yeah. acting perfectly sanely. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> who would? Yeah. <laughs> that deserves none of the uh, scrutiny yes. that he. Yeah. yeah. He's no, doing his job, and yeah. Yeah. None of the dickless comments. None yes. of all that. Just... <laughs> True. This man has that. Um, yeah. Now. Yeah. Uh, and. So, at the very end of the credits as well, the mm-hmm. another original callback, as it were, when they're listening to the EVP stuff. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she calls out to the others and just said, does anyone know what Zool is? Yeah. <laughs> and I... Didn't she write a paranormal <laughs> book? <laughs> Would that not come up in any research? <laughs> uh, I, I, like, I really well, did... I guess the other films didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I was kind of hoping... Once I heard that, I immediately had a flash and thought, wouldn't it have been great if we could just kind of hear the voice? Like, mm-hmm. And you know, we hear it mentioning Zool, and then it turns out that Rick Moranis had recorded a line or something like that. Ah, so. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, he was the gatekeeper before. Mm-hmm. No, it's not, no. Keymaster. 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 Dana was the gatekeeper. Yes. Yep. Yes, Dana was rules. And... Sounds like you got enough people in there already. All right, yeah. sorry, I'll stop pointing to this Um Maybe. I don't know if I can hold that promise yeah. for another ten minutes, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, so, like I was saying, um, some plot issues for me, which I said, uh, I'll admit, isn't an absolutely fair criticism, because yeah. it's a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Um, but it did, like I said, lose a little bit of its steam, I thought, in the final act. Um, yeah, the, I mean, I wasn't really interested in the the struggle. Um, the, the, I, which one? Well, which just one? the the kind of final fight. Oh, you know? okay. Um, I was kind of just meh. You know, I know they're <laughs> gonna win. I'm not in, and then let's make it a big ghost because we had a big ghost yeah. <laughs> before, before. You know, so yeah. I, that, well, it, it was kind of. A nice little take on the original again, where they were like, "Yeah, you know, okay, what do you want to see?" Mm-hmm. It's like, "How about something nice and cute?" So it's like, "Oh, like this? Mm-hmm. Okay." <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something to the effect of, "This is not what we agreed yeah. on." <laughs> yeah. Something I'm like that. I'm not getting the line, but yeah, yeah. That, that's it's, pretty much it. Yeah, uh, one of her best lines, I think. Now, I we mentioned cameo before, and I would just like to bring up now. The worst cameo in the entire film. Oh, okay. Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, I thought you were going to say Al Roker. <laughs> no. I'll be perfectly honest, I didn't really recognize the other people, like the uh-huh. Al Roker, Pat Kierman, Rosanna mm. Scotto, and Greg Kelly. I, I'm not growing up in America and watching mm. TV, but like, I did not recognize any yeah. of them. But 
Ozzy Osbourne. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was he doing in this film? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because yeah. uh, like, it was at a metal show, so you have to have Ozzy, I guess? I get. I mean, obviously the poster outside is like featuring Ozzy Osbourne uh-huh. and all of this stuff, but he's not on stage when any of the ghosts happen. And they didn't even get Sharon to be there to tell him to shut up or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, There was no payoff well, to we've his seen line. It in like, commercials and stuff, we've seen this type of appearance from him already. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, it was nothing like, what was it, uh, was it The Spy Who Shagged Me? I think it was where it's just like, mm. balls. These, <laughs> these film producers are just balls. <laughs> balls, yeah. Like, like, balls, Aussie. It's like, I know, boobs. Boobs, so, yeah, yes, yeah. 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 Like, yeah, these are the same fucking joke as the last movie. What fucking joke? You know. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that, that one. That one would go to Aussie Osborne. This is just, he's standing, he's lost some weight, I think. He didn't look right, and he's just, he's, just like, yeah, he look right I think something's happened again. It's like, Wow, that was a completely pointless... Yeah, who is this for? <laughs> yeah, who is this cameo for? Because it's not for the 10-year-olds who don't give a shit. Yeah, about yeah, yeah, it's, it's not, not for... It's not for the new people yeah. who are getting into the film. It's not for the old people because he wasn't in the old film. Mm-hmm. And there's no there's So it's no the, a weird Ozzy Osbourne fan slash I, Ghostbusters. You're trying to hit that niche, niche I can, there? I only <laughs> guess that Paul Feig is a Ozzy Osbourne fan. That has made, met him at a party and said, "Sure, I'll throw you in the movie." <laughs> I guess. I mean, I'm just gonna something ha- like that. You know, I'm just having a quick look here, and nope, he's not on the soundtrack, so that's mm. not even it. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, luckily it's it's by and it's it's lasts like 15 seconds and then it's gone. But, yeah, so that's that's the saving grace. It's, <laughs> it doesn't ruin anything. It was just kind of why is that there? Yeah, uh, that's right. and yeah. then uh, another just great like oh they got this guy to do it. Charles Dance as yes, the, I <laughs> love some Tywin Lannister. <laughs> yeah. And for me, I, I'm not a Game of Thrones fan, so for me. <gasps> Charles Dance is always going to be Lord Veterinary from the Terry Pratchett adaptations. Mm, I thought you were going to say Last Action Hero. Was he not? Wasn't he in that? Oh well? yes, he is the bad guy. In that. <laughs> he was very good in that. <laughs> I think yeah, the best he, part of that shitty movie. <laughs> oh come on! I, oh yeah, all right. I, I will, here you go defending Last I, Action Hero. See, I will forever <laughs> be a fan of that film because it was one of the first films I saw I know I've mm-hmm. said it for a couple of other but it was one of the first films I saw that not only did meta humor but did it yeah. brilliantly mm-hmm. by just being like you know the kids are saying you know look look at this everyone's phone number starts mm-hmm. with 555 it's like well that's why we have different area codes it's like no <laughs> just, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You, all, all of this stuff happens and you walk away with a bruised foot like what is it <laughs> and yeah, so Alright, we'll yeah. agree to disagree on that. Yeah, uh, have you ever seen uh, Cracked? It has a great video like on how creepy it is that this old man just hangs out with this kid all the time. Like, <laughs> and like the dependency of it. it, it it's a really funny video. I they have not, they I use the material to really make things look really uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> but back once again to yeah. uh, the Ghostbusters. Yeah, so, uh, well. Uh, obviously it's round about time for us to actually get to our rating of it before we do that I did get one thing from Chris from Story Breakers Mm -hmm. he gave their patented seven word review Mm -hmm. with a poster which if I remember I will put out along with this episode in a slightly explanation thing because I believe he felt a little differently than we did just a little his seven word review is safe forgettable reboot Nothing more, nothing less. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> a bit harsh, I think. A little. But yeah. I mean, maybe he just wasn't as much a fan of Kate McKinnon and the others as we were. Like, See, I, I didn't, but I didn't go into this as yeah. a fan. Like, I was, re- like, we talked, I think, briefly before we started recording, like, recognized her from her Bieber performance on SNL, yes. which I don't really... <laughs> watch normal television I don't you know so I don't really get to catch Saturday Night Live and I wasn't really familiar with uh, uh, Leslie Jones at all nope but they both won me over through the course of this film and 
for those of you that are completely unaware and probably wondering why she might have acted the way she did in the film, yes, Kate McKinnon is gay, and that might be why some people might not like her. Like maybe they're not a fan of the tension oh, that they might see yeah, in some of the films. Trump supporters, okay. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yes, and uh, yeah. So, just so that we don't alienate the one percent of people that listen to this that might listen to Trump. You might not be the typical Trump supporter. So there you go. You might be the anomaly in mm, his camp. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, going, okay. we're going to do that. And we'll leave it right there. Nice disclaimer there. Yeah. Uh, so yes. Uh, I don't remember who gave their review first last time. Oh, I don't either. Uh, uh, so how about you go first okay. this time? I, a little bit of editing on the podcast here everywhere. I think for now on, whoever introduces it, the other person goes first. Shall we run with that? Let's run with that. Okay. <laughs> Meeting adjourned. Yes. All right. So, this movie for me was a uh, kind of a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, yeah. There were a lot, like I said, the, the jokes, I think, make this movie for me. Um, the, the performances by all of the, the women, I think, are great. Yeah. Um, and going into this, like we talked a little bit earlier, I didn't really give my opinion. Um, I wasn't really looking for a Ghostbusters reboot, and it had nothing to do with them being four female leads or anything right. like that. I just thought too much time had passed, and why are we trying to go back to this material? Yeah. Um, so I still have a little bit of that feeling. Um, and for anyone that you know doesn't like the movie, I, I don't think you can say it's because of their performances by the leads because yeah. I think those were all fantastic. They were. Um, so, I mean, maybe you know some lackluster plot. Um, the film struggles with its identity, like I was saying. Didn't really know who it was trying to please all the time. No. Um, but there is so much good humor in this, and Kate McKinnon just. Uh, Big heart, big hearts for Kate McKinnon. Uh, love you, like just completely one of the funniest performances I think I can remember in a long time. Yeah, um, I don't even have a comparison to go back to. Just absolutely hilarious. <laughs> uh, so that for me pushed it over the edge. Right. Um, to you know, last thing we did a big review on Independence Day Resurgence, where it was just a meh review. Yes, it was. As, uh, won me over to the the good side. Still not a great movie, right? Um, but one I wouldn't mind seeing again. Like if it's on Netflix or something, I'll pop it on and oh, yeah, watch it uh, for you know. Um, it, I mean, yeah, if for nothing else, just for Hemsworth and McKinnon, like absolutely, <laughs> those <yeah>. two <laughs> made the film. <laughs> yeah, they do. So I would go with uh, once again, uh, real quick auto ratings. Yep, uh, everything starts out at a perfect score of a zero. We take off incrementally small amounts at the beginning for things like car- uh, performances, sets, effects, yeah. whatever. Plot uh, hole, Yeah, so, you know, take off minus a half, minus... And then as we get lower, just full points and half... Yeah, so yeah. minus 10 is supposedly as bad as that film. That, uh, <laughs> there are... Um, a couple of exceptions. A couple, couple breakers there. I'm going to need more guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Dread, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Which we've since revised. Yes, but, we have. Yeah. Um, but either way, um, I would go in at about a minus, I would say, th- I'm going in between two ratings, minus three and a half, I would say. Okay. I'm kind of tinkering with a minus four. I think that's probably where it will probably sit for me. Okay. But I'm at this point in time a minus three and a half. Okay. I think it'll settle. Once, you know, the sediment <laughs> settles yes. down, the the debris floats all down, it'll be about a minus four for me. Yeah. Um, or maybe you might yeah. rewatch it in you know, mm-hmm. six months or so and you'll go, actually, maybe I'll... Maybe it'll bump up. But yeah, um, like I said, not, not great, but mm-hmm. funny and good and worth your time, I think. Yeah, well... I don't have a huge amount more to add on to that. I mean, I I really did enjoy it way more than I thought I was going to. As we have both said, and I said just a second ago, Hemsworth and McKinnon steal the show and mm-hmm. just made, whenever they were on screen, it was just a joy. I mentioned my sort of Pacific Rim moment for 25 seconds yeah. in this film. And, yeah, I, I really 
really did like it and I didn't mind at all some of the little niggles that might have got at me otherwise probably because I was just having fun with it uh, and for those of you that are wondering like you know are oh, they're, they're tarnishing the name of the original one blah blah like any of those that might have like the original ones still exist yeah the original ones and they're in a different universe, clearly. So mm. the original ones are not touched at all by this other than loving nods and stuff like that mm-hmm. by the the person that made it who clearly is a fan of Ghostbusters. So like if your main issue is it's not the original Ghostbusters, then yeah, just don't see it. Like don't rag on it because yeah, it, it, because they're trying something it, different. It's not going to be yeah, you you were never gonna be happy with this <laughs> because Unless you want a shot-for-shot shot Psycho remake. <laughs> yeah, with the That's... exception of adding one shot, yeah, I yeah. believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking at you, Vince Vaughn. Uh, <laughs> why yeah, the hell so... was Vince Vaughn? Like, <sighs> anyway. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, going back. neither here nor there. Moving back. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'm going to have to say uh, minus three for me. Oh, yeah. yeah, just because uh, you know, it was so much fun. And the type of film this is you're allowed to have the slight lack of uh, plot structure because mm-hmm. it's clearly built around the characters. It's built around the performances, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, minus three for me. Might go up to minus 2.5 mm-hmm. on repeat viewings if I notice more stuff. If I don't, then, yeah, it'll probably just sit right there. <laughs> and we really want to know what everyone else thinks. Yeah. Obviously, we heard from Chris over there at Story Breakers and... Tom, looking at you here. <laughs> Tom, yeah, Tom, sorry, hello. Tom. <laughs> yes, Tom. <laughs> yes, either make sure you put aside an extra five minutes in the recording studio next time to, to record something, or write something down. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. There, there's a stuff on paper, and there's things called pens, and you just put the one on the other. <laughs> Don't get the order wrong, <laughs> and just start moving it. Yeah. Oh, got, got to love in jokes that only us. <laughs> That's it. There's, that is for us, folks. Yeah, yeah, there are three, maybe four people on this planet that will realize what the hell we're talking about. And yes, there are. Just go on to the next episode yes. of a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. So yes, please do get a hold of us. Just search Blockbusters where everywhere that we are currently. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make see what we're not on and see if it yeah. works. But we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can email us, blokebusterpodcast.gmail.com if you want a really long form mm-hmm. discussion or anything like that. And have a look on our website if you really want. There's links on there to our current episodes, our latest three, I think it is, Film for Thought episode, and our Film Spotlight episode, which we've been having a lot of fun with, and are definitely still coming out. It's just... Editing, it's just a backlog. The, yeah. the, editing the, the, and the life. staff at Blockbusters is overrun. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> just to say us. Yeah, like, and more accurately, more accurately, me. <laughs> yeah, full disclosure. Myself being the person the, who is going to the, have the a CEO, baby. Editor, yeah. <laughs> all yes. other titles. Yes, my wife is going to be giving birth in eleven weeks or so as of this recording. Mm-hmm. I am editing everything. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. trying to run around and make all this stuff happen. I have a day job as well. So, yeah. yes, this so is. Hold uh, your horses. It's coming. Yeah, I, I'm trying to get this out as quickly as I can. So, there we go. If there's any delays, that's why. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, with that little self pity yes. party at the end yes, there. Yes, absolutely. I, I think that's been enough for us. So, I've been Paul. I've been Brian. There you go. Bye. Bye.